This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. All right, picture this. You're at your jazz gig. Your bandmates are there. Everybody is set up. Everybody's ready to play. And right before you're about to start, someone asks, well, what tune are we going to play first? And dead silence comes over all the other bandmates. No one really knows which tune to play. It takes a while to come up with one. You play the first tune and then... Dead silence again. What tune do we play next? Or perhaps you do start coming out with tunes and calling tunes, and even though it takes some time to come across them, you notice that everything sounds the same, right? Gets boring for you, gets boring for the audience, and in general, it just kind of lowers the quality of the gig and the performance. Well, my friend, that is exactly why you need a killer set list for your jazz gig that actually has variety, that actually is interesting to the audience and is interesting to you. That's exactly what we're going to talk about in this podcast. I'm going to go over some guidelines and give you a seven song set list to consider. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, videos, and a membership, all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. And hey, I tell you what, if you've ever played a gig or even just a jam session, you probably have experienced some of the things that I mentioned in the intro there, you know, not really knowing what next tunes to call, uh, feeling like the set just all sounds kind of the same style, the same kind of a thing, all the jazz standards bleed together and so on and so forth. And that's not what we want. We want to play performances that are both super energetic and interesting to the audience who's listening, but also really fun for us to play as musicians so that we're entertained and that we're adding variety, that we're uh, making a cohesive and dynamic set list for our jazz gig. So excited to dive into this episode today. We're going to go over several guidelines to consider when building your set list ahead of time. But then I'm also going to go through a seven song set list that I've put together just to give you an example of what I'm talking about and get inside of my head of how I came up with some of the considerations for the jazz gig, uh, the jazz set list itself. So going to go into that in just a second. And, uh, you know, of course, obviously, maybe there's not as many gigs going on for you right now, or uh, maybe you've never played a gig before. Obviously, it's the, a pandemic time, so a lot less of that going on. But you want to be ready for when that gig does come up. Uh, before we jump into that, though, today's episode is sponsored by our very own LJS Inner Circle membership. This is the membership that you need to be a part of if you want to grow and excel as a jazz musician, become a better jazz improviser, play the jazz solos you always wished you could play. We have everything that you need to succeed. We have our monthly jazz standard study and our jazz standards club where we learn a new jazz standard complete with etudes and chords analysis and training videos. We also have all of our premium practice program courses 
courses that give you step-by-step pathways to jazz success. We do monthly live Q&A sessions in our monthly jazz mastermind. We have instrument-specific courses for guitar, for piano, for bass, for trumpet, for saxophone. We're adding more. And there's just everything you need. And the community is so much fun. Musicians playing all sorts of instruments, all different skill levels, very supportive community of like-minded players. And it's a great time. And I know that you would be a great member, a great addition to our jazz family. So head on over to ljsinnercircle.com. Check out the membership. See if it's right for you. Probably is. And join us. ljsinnercircle.com. You won't regret it. All right. Let's jump in to making that killer jazz set list that's going to blow everyone's socks off. Okay, let's start off by going over some guidelines, some best practices for creating a great jazz set list for your gig. Okay, so let's go over guideline number one. Guideline number one is to add stylistic variety in your set list. Guideline number one, add stylistic variety in your set list. Now, when I talk about stylistic variety, this kind of tackles the problem of, you know, you keep calling the same medium swing tune every single time. It's, you know, maybe a different tune, obviously, but it's the same style. And then your gig just kind of sounds one dimensional. And that can definitely happen with jazz standards, right? There's a lot of similar harmony in them. So you want to be able to keep it fresh. So a few things that you could do to add stylistic variety in your set list is to play swing tunes, because that's obviously very traditional in jazz, but also add some straight eighth tunes into the mix, whether that be just um, more of like a modern straight eight thing, more of a rock straight eight thing, whether it be um, a Latin straight eighth groove or a bossa nova straight eighth groove, right? There's a lot of different ways and styles, even just within straight eighths that you could uh, utilize in your set list. But it's good to add a little bit of that. I mean, it's okay if a lot of your tunes are swung because that's, you know, classic to the genre of jazz, but add some straight eighths in there as well to add some stylistic variety. Another way that you could add some stylistic variety is to include both jazz standards in your set list and original tunes that you've composed. I mean, the likelihood is that your original tunes, um, you know, may have some sort of a different vibe to them than a typical jazz standard will. And even if you're using typical harmony that you find in jazz standards, it's going to have something unique to you. So adding some original tunes in there, even if it's a casual gig where it's not really a performance, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, it's okay to do that, you know, and hand your band members a chart or maybe they know the tune that you wrote because you've played together a lot. So that's another way that you can add stylistic variety. Now, this is a pretty obvious one and a big one that you'll see in my set list come up, and that is tempo. So you want to consider different tempos to play with, right? Like slow tempos, medium tempos, and fast tempos, and everything in between that's going to give you a very different vibe and a very different feeling. And, you know, sometimes it can be fun also to play away, play around with tunes that, you know, maybe it's a ballad and you would normally play it slow, but actually try playing it at a medium tempo or even an up tempo. You could mess around with different tunes that are traditionally played one way, but play them at a different tempo altogether, or even a different, like I said, style, like straight eighth versus swung. So those are a few different ways that you can add stylistic variety in your set list. And that's definitely one thing that I have considered while building my set list that we're about to go over. All right, so let's now go over guideline number two. 
guideline number two is to add emotional variety in your set list, right? We talked about stylistic variety, and now I want to talk about adding emotional variety in your set list. And sometimes changing the style will add a different emotion to the music you're playing. But I want to get a little bit more specific here. So uh, a general rule that I think, um, you know, it doesn't have to be hard and fast, but I think a good formula for me is to start your set with an energetic song, a song that brings a lot of energy to the room, and end your set with a tune that brings a lot of energy to the room. I mean, I don't really think it's usually the best idea to start uh, a set with a tune that is pretty low energy, doesn't have a lot of life to it, um, you know, or just something that doesn't have a lot of energy. And I also think it can kind of, you know, leave people feeling um, not as excited about your second set when you end with a song that has a little less energy. So, you know, have some energy at the start of your set and a tune that has a lot of energy at the end of your set. Okay. The second thing to do to add emotional variety is to break up major key tunes with minor key tunes. So it could be tempting just to, you know, keep playing this, the there will never be another use and the, um, you know, the tunes that are in major keys that have my major two, five, one chord progressions in them and just keep calling tunes like that because you know a lot of them. But you need to also consider that sometimes we need a different emotion and a minor key will definitely add that emotion into the mix. And, you know, at the same time, you don't want to play just tunes in minor keys as well, because minor keys have a certain feeling through them. Like a, a minor blues, for example, has a different feeling than a regular blues. Um, you know, sometimes minor tunes can sound a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more melancholy. They don't have to, of course. Uh, than major key tunes. And so you want to be mindful of uh, a balance of that. And, you know, as a general rule, like I tend to play more tunes in major keys than minor keys, but it doesn't have to be that way. So keep that in mind. Uh, another thing to add emotional variety is have at least one ballad in a set. Okay. At least one ballad. And um, I think sometimes it can be a good idea just to have one ballad depending on the next guideline we're going to talk about. Um, but you do want to have, you know, one tune that, you know, gra grabs at people's hearts, slows things down, breaks up the, uh, the energy and brings a different emotion into the set. So adding that ballad into the set, you know, you know, if, even if it's just one ballad, will really help break it up a little bit and give a different feeling, a little more emotional interest in your set list. Okay, so that's guideline number two, add emotional variety in your set list. Okay, the final guideline before we go over our set list for the day is to uh, number three, consider what kind of gig you are playing. Okay, consider what kind of gig you are playing. This is really going to um, have a big impact actually on what kind of tunes you'll call in what order and so on and so forth. Okay. So kind of the two categories I would say, and there's obviously a spectrum to this, but the two categories of gigs, I would say uh, when it comes to jazz that are pretty common are background music gigs and performance gigs. So let's talk about background music gigs first. So a background music gig would be um, you're hired to play the cocktail hour at someone's wedding. You're um, just playing some background music in a restaurant dining room. You're playing background music at a bar, at a private party, right? It's You're not meant to be the main focus of the evening. You're just there to add that ambiance and to add um, you know, that extra bit 
that extra special touch for customers or for um, you know clients. Okay, so you want to make sure that when you're playing a background gig, that you're making sure that the music reflects the ambiance, right? If you're at a very um, you know, if you're if you're at like a, an event that you know, for example, like let's just say let's go to something extreme. You're playing at a funeral or something. You know, you want to consider the kind of music that you're playing that would reflect the ambiance that's going on at that funeral. That's maybe a bit of an extreme example, but you know, let's maybe just talk about a, a dimly lit um, cocktail lounge, right? You may want to have some higher energy stuff to keep people drinking and to, you know, that's what, that's what the people that are hiring you want. They want you to, you know, keep those drinks flowing into the customers, right? So that they're spending more money. So you might want to consider that as well. But at the same time, you know, maybe, um, it's a fancy restaurant and, you know, you don't really want that. You want some more calming, soothing music. It just all depends on what the, gig is asking for when it comes to background music. And sometimes you don't want to overtake whatever the main event is as well. Okay. So consider that for background music and okay. For performance gigs, what I mean by performance gigs is you are the main event. So you're playing at a club or uh, a performance hall, or you're uh, doing a house concert where kind of the main idea is that they go and watch you play. And so this is obviously going to be even more important to have a set list for a gig like this rather than just calling off tunes. And you may want to focus a little bit more on original material and arrangements of standards rather than just calling tunes and calling standards. Nothing wrong with doing that, but you know, you want to focus more on your personal identity as a musician more on this. So lean a little bit more onto original material you may have written or, uh, you know, some kind of a different take on a jazz standard rather than just calling it one, two, one, two, three, four, and go off and just play it um, like, you know, you would just at a jam session or so. Okay. So those are the two kinds of gigs I would consider when building your set list. So uh, just a really quick recap, the three guidelines. Guideline number one is add stylistic variety in your set list. Number two is add emotional variety in your set list. And guideline number three is to consider what kind of gig you are actually playing. Okay, so always keep those in mind when building your set list. All right, now let's move on to building a set list of our very own, considering these guidelines. And again, the goal here is to create a set list that's going to be interesting to the listener and also interesting to us as the musicians and leave people, whether they're just listening in the background or actually focusing on us, you know, that they're going to leave having a great feeling about our band and the way we played and like, wow, that was really fun. They really added to my evening. Okay. So let's go over the setting for this gig first. I have chosen the setting to be a background gig because I mean, honestly, um, if you, you know, whether you're just a hobbyist, you're, you're most likely a hobbyist if you listen to this podcast, but you know, a lot of the gigs, you know, that, a professional or just a hobbyist picking up a gig would play our background gigs, right? Um, so it's going to be at a bar slash cocktail lounge, okay? Um, so it's background music, but it requires sustained energy to keep patrons drinking and having fun, okay? So we don't want too many low moments here. I've played gigs before where, you know, literally the bar manager will come up and be like, hey guys, can you bring the energy up a little bit? Because, you know, sometimes as musicians, we forget and we want to play this amazing ballad or whatever. And you have to be a little bit mindful of that because, you know, they have their reasons for hiring you, right? Okay. So this gig, uh, you know, th this is just a one set of the gig. So it's a 45 minute set. 
let's just say there's three sets, but we're doing a 45 minute set here. And I'm allotting about an average of six minutes per song for uh, this set. So we're going to do seven songs total. That's roughly going to get us to 45 minutes, um, you know, with the little space in between the songs and all that stuff and counting off the song. So let's go over it. Okay. Song number one, remember my guideline was start with some energy. And so that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to start with some energy here in the set list by playing My Shining Hour. So My Shining Hour is this song. My Shining Hour. I love that tune. And the way we're going to play it is actually kind of similar to how I was just playing it solo guitar. Um, it's going to be medium up. All right. So one, two, one, two, three, four. This will be my shining hour. Right. And it's going to kind of, uh, it's going to build some, some, some energy. And I might even start with like. Like a little vamp at the beginning to kind of build up that tension and the medium up is going to kind of again just kind of like guns blazing and I, I want to choose this tune because it's melodically uplifting like i mean you heard the melody and if you know the tune you know it's it's just an uplifting generally good feeling tune and it's going to be swing so it's going to you know swing hard and it's going to be a little bit quicker it just it's just going to bring the set to life the beginning of our gig to life right away so that's the first one is going to be my shining hour at a medium up tempo swinging it and it's just going to feel good there's going to be a lot of fun with the with the harmony and soloing it's going to be a good time okay all right, so we just finished My Shining Hour. Great tune. Uh, you know, maybe there's a few claps in the background, right? Um, people turn from their drinks for a second to give you some appreciation. Now we're on song number two. And, you know, so for this one, I want to think of, you know, how can I bring a different energy or vibe but still have some energy there. Like I don't like we started with a lot of energy. I don't want to bring it down right away. I want to kind of coast into a different kind of energy that gets people, you know, equally as happy, equally as energetic. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go to the blues because uh, it, the, the blues is always a good choice, especially when you're playing gigs like this and you need to keep energy going and you need to be relatable because people just love the blues. In fact, um, I have two blueses built into this set list. And I think that's a great thing to consider, right? I mean, blues, everybody can relate to it. They like it. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a minor blues. So we are playing in a major key. Now we're going to a minor key. We're going to bring down the tempo a little bit to just a medium tempo, just like a very solid medium tempo. Um, and we're also going to switch up this style a bit. We're going to go and play a straight eighth feel. Okay, so um, now you could fill in the blank of any minor blues tune that you want. Um, there's this one tune that, like, just over the years, just it kind of got composed on the gig with some band uh, members that I played with a lot, um, and it's called Butter, and uh, it sounds like this.
get the idea, right? So it's that, you know, straight eighth thing, super bluesy. The melody is super simple, but people are going to love it, right? They're going to totally dig it. And, you know, the band members are, you know, right? They're going to be able to play some bluesy stuff. You know, it's going to feel good and everybody's going to love it and it's going to change the energy but keep the energy there so i'm going for a straight eighth minor blues medium tempo to kick off the second tune all right all right that tune's done awesome everybody loved it now i don't want to completely take the energy and you know take the wind out of the sails completely yet you know i want to ease a, a little bit down though because we've had two pretty high energy songs now I want to bring a different vibe to it altogether. So we're going to go back to a swing tune, but we're going to bring the tempo down just a little bit to medium down. I, I would say that's around 125 uh, beats per minute. You know, that's 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 what I would say perhaps is a medium down tempo, but something that's a little bit slower. And we're going to try to go for a more... Um, you know, modal vibe, something that's different. It's not traditional. Uh, it's not necessarily not traditional harmony, but it, it kind of, you know, it, it adds a different flavor. And so we're going to do Beatrice by Sam Rivers. So that one sounds like this. Great tune. By the way, uh, we're actually studying this tune in our Jazz Standards Club in our Inner Circle membership this month. So if you're interested in working on this tune and learning how to improvise over it, go check out the Inner Circle membership. Um, but this is going to be a great tune to kind of, um, you know, pull things back, bring more of a meditative mood to the set. However, Beatrice is a tune um, where you can really build it. Like you can get a lot of energy building from Beatrice. So it's not like it's going to be, you know, a tune that's going to, you know, bring the energy to down in the room as long as, you know, all the musicians are playing their part and, you know, kind of taking that kind of more meditative energy and driving it forward and building solos and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we're back to swing again, completely different vibe from My Shining Hour and Butter, which we just played. Right, So we're bringing something new to the table, some variety, and it's going to be interesting for the musicians as well because it's a mixture of like modal harmony and traditional jazz harmony. So something new to bring to the table than what we've been working with so far in our first three songs. Okay, so tune number three is going to be Beatrice. So far, very diverse set list here, very dynamic, lots of different emotional and stylistic uh, variety going on. Okay, so uh, song number four. Well, you know, we kind of brought things down a little bit, and now I want to ramp things up a bit, but I still want to change things. So what we're going to do is now we're going to play an up-tempo tune. Okay, we're kind of like right dead in the middle of the set list here, and now I want to... Um, you know, kind of show the audience that, hey, we can play up a little bit. Like we can, we can really, um, burn one. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what I'm going to choose is I'm going to choose This I Dig of You. I think it's by Hank Mobley, right? It's off the Soul Station album. Um, This I Dig of You. Um, so this one, uh, I don't know how well I can play the solo guitar, but, uh, it sounds like this.
so that, that one, it's hard to play solo guitar. Um, but this is, this is a fast one. One, two, one, two, three, do, 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 right? It's a fast tune. And so this is going to change things up even further. You know, we're sticking with swing. We're going to keep it, uh, we're going to keep it nice and swinging. But it's going to be fast. It's it's really going to drive the energy way up, and it's going to sound really good. Okay, so now after all of that energy, right, we've really sped up the tempo, all that's going on, I'm going to go and really go to the extreme opposite of that, okay, the extreme opposite of that, um, and we're going to go to a ballad, right, because I said, you know, we need at least one ballad here in the set, right, and this is going to be appropriate at this point, there's been a lot of energy, we've had a lot of variety, so now let's bring things down, get a little bit uh, sentimental, start tugging at some heartstrings, um, and so what we're going to do, we're going to do that through the tune, I Fall in Love too easily, right? And it's going to be it's going to be fairly slow. So too easily great ballad such a beautiful ballad so it's going to bring down that energy a lot um but it's going to bring a different kind of energy i don't want to say that it's when, when i say bring down the energy i don't necessarily mean that it's going to be boring like that's the opposite of what we're trying to do with a ballad like we're trying to make that ballad as passionate and interesting as possible and i mean sometimes the most uh, i i guess in a way i might be even saying this wrong because sometimes the most energy can come from a ballad in a set. You know, it can, the most energy can come from there. It just, it's a different kind of energy. It's not like a, I just had five cups of coffee kind of energy, right? It's, it's a different kind of thing, right? So we've, we've got our ballad in our set. We've got I fall in love too easily. Um, you know, tears are, are, are coming from the audience. We get the claps. Um, you know, lovers are, are reconciling <laughs> all the above, right? So we've, we've done our job. We've done our job, uh, with song number five. I fall in love too easily. Now we have two more tunes. And we want to think about that at this point because you know we've really we've really done the whole range here of emotion. We've gotten we've 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 got the blues in there. We've got the 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 fast tunes. We've got the uplifting tunes. We've had the more meditative tunes. We've just had the the heart the heartstrings pulled. So what are we going to do here? So we went from a very extreme this I dig of you up tempo to a very slow ballad of I fall in love too easily. So now what I want to do is. Like I said, at the end of the set, I want to have a tune that is going to be uh, have a lot of energy to it um, and, and get people feeling like really good about our next set coming up, or if this is the last set, like feeling great about the gig in general. So 
I'm going to start um, building the, the the energy up a little bit, but again, in a very different way. And so what we're going to do is we're going to play the tune If I Should Lose You as our sixth tune. If I Should Lose You. We're going to play it at a medium tempo, so not blazing fast or anything, just medium tempo to bring it up from the ballad very gently. And then instead of swing, we're actually going to change this one into a straight eighth. It's normally played swung, but this is one of those tunes that lends itself really great to playing straight eighth. So it brings energy back up, but not to a peak. So um, so if I should lose you, it sounds like this. In case you weren't catching like the groove in there so it's like um so almost kind of like a bossa nova in there i mean i don't know if you ever heard the kurt rosenwinkel version of that tune which is kind of where i'm grabbing my inspiration from his is more of like this modern straight eighth feel um so you could just go with a latin groove or whatever just to make it straight and it's it's a really great tune to play straight eighths to sub out swung uh with trade eighths uh straight straight eighths so trade trade the two um so that's that's you know this again this is another one of those tunes where it may not be like um, the most high energy tune, but you can really build this tune again for inspiration. Check out Kurt Rosenwinkel's version of if I should lose you. I think it's off of maybe it's off of deep song or one of those albums, um, but super good. And, um, this is another one where it, it like Beatrice, it, it has this more meditative, um, sort of journey like feeling to this tune and so it's going to bring a different flavor to the audience it's going to be bring a different flavor to the musicians it's 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 not going to be a whiplash from our our ballad but it'll ease us in to the end of our set so um, song number six is if i should lose you okay the final tune of the set we are going to be playing a blues because i mean who doesn't want to hear a blues at the end of a set I mean, the musicians are going to love playing it. The audience is going to love it. Again, like, don't ever be afraid to keep going back to the blues because people love the blues. So don't feel like you are copying out by playing a blues. The blues is, first of all, it's great. It's fun. Everybody likes it. So do it, right? Um, so what we're going to do to bring it off, to, to end the set with a the, with a great energy, we're going to take the tempo up just a little bit to a medium up tempo. So the same how we started with a medium up tempo. Again, it's a blues. And, you know, let's play, it could be really any blues head, but like, let's do tenor madness. Right? We're going to our B flat blues. Okay. So it's going to be awesome. 
everybody's going to be having fun, playing amazing solos. The energy is going to be contagious to everybody else in the room. It's going to end with some claps. And then you and the musicians would go to the bar and have a drink and get ready for your next set. Okay. So that is, uh, th- that's our set list, right? And so again, like just to go over some of the guidelines, I mean, if we look at this entire set list, like guideline number one, add stylistic variety. We did that. We added, we had swung tunes, we had straight eighth tunes. Um, now we didn't, we actually did have an original tune. So we did have an original tune in there, even though it was very jazz standardy. Um, you know, we, we had different tempos. We, we literally did the whole gamut. We did, uh, we did slow, we did medium, we did medium up, we did up tempo. So all of that was in there. We had emotional variety, right? We had high energy at the start and ends of the set. We broke up major tunes with minor tunes. How many minor tunes do we have in there? We had butter, which was a minor tune. We had, if I should lose you, which was, which is a minor tune. So we had, we had two minor tunes in there. I think that's perfect for a seven set, uh, tune. Um, yeah, awesome. And, and even I fall in love and love too easily spends a lot of time within the tune, even though it's not in a minor key, it spends a lot of time in the relative minor. So it works perfectly there. Um, what else do we do? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, so we, what the, uh, we were considering what kind of gig we were playing, right? It was a bar cocktail lounge background, but we need that, that energy. So we were really trying to focus on keeping the energy up in different kinds of ways, variety, right? Whether it be the meditative energy of Beatrice or if I should lose you, whether it be just the sheer tempo energy of, um, of, uh, this I dig of you, you know, or just the, uh, the, the bluesy, gritty, you know, minor bluesiness of butter, right? That's what we did. And it really brought a lot. And if there's one thing that I would also want to bring your attention to here is, um, and I didn't include this in the guidelines, so consider this a bonus guideline. But we we want to focus on making sure that we're not calling tunes that are always in the same key, okay? So let's start with My Shining Hour. So My Shining Hour was in uh, E-flat. So spends a lot of time in E-flat, right? So concert... E flat major. Okay, butter was in concert F minor. Okay, so perfect, right? Two different keys back to back. We wouldn't want two tunes to be in the exact same key, right? Then we went to Beatrice. Beatrice is an F major, so it's still F, but it's F major, so it has a different feeling to it altogether, okay? Then we did this I dig of you, which is in B flat major. Okay, so so far we have not had the same key, uh, you know, right next to each other in in the set list. Um, then we went to if I uh, I fall in love too easily. That one's back in E flat major. Okay, okay, so it's kind of far away from the My Shining Hour. Then we did if I should lose you. That's in concert G minor, or I guess you could maybe someone would call, someone would say it's also. In, B flat major, right? But it really, it really focuses a lot on G minor. So even, even though we also have another B flat major, actually, we're about to do a B flat major one coming up. It has that G minor sound to it. So it's totally fine. Because the next one we did is Tenor Madness, which is also B flat, but again, it's a blues. So we're talking dominant sounds in the first place. And if we really wanted to play it perfectly, we could have done it in G or another key. But I think it's totally fine following the style of If I Should Lose You with another B flat tune for the blues, Tenor Madness. So that's another thing to consider as well that I didn't mention before. The bonus guideline, if you will, is just make sure that you have variety in your keys that you're, you're playing with. 
and that you're not really um, playing one E flat and then another E flat tune after that, right? Th- then, then that's where you start actually forgetting what tune you're playing. If there's a lot of two five one chord progressions, and you literally start playing the wrong tune when you're improvising, I've done that many times. So you want to avoid making that same mistake. Okay, so that's our set list. That's our guidelines. Hope that you found this helpful. Hope that you can now have some frame of reference and some some help when you build your next set list. All right, that's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate you. Hope you are armed to the teeth with a lot of great ideas for your next set list, your next gig to just have a great time, really inspire the audience, inspire yourselves and the other musicians, and uh, go forth and create a great jazz set list. All right, like I said at the beginning of the show, ljsinnercircle.com. That's where you can sign up for... LGS Inner Circle membership. That is the membership where you are going to get all the training, all of the help that you need to succeed as a jazz improviser. Doesn't matter if you started yesterday. Doesn't matter if you've been playing for a long time. There's something for everybody. Doesn't matter what instrument you play. We have a great time in there. Everybody's learning. Everybody's growing together. So go check it out. LGSinnercircle.com and we'll see you in there. All right. We're going to come out with another great episode next week on the show. Until then, happy practicing and cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.